And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this beautiful Tuesday. I say beautiful. It's actually kind of hot and it's kind of muggy, but hey, that's okay. We'll make it happen. We've got a fun show coming your way today. We'll be live until 1 o'clock. Hope everybody's enjoying the starts to their day. Hope everybody's having a wonderful time at work or if you're off of work on days off, whatever you, wherever you are, whatever you may be doing, hope that you guys are having a wonderful day. Um, today, we're going to go to Lance Crochet of Central Lafouche Baseball. We'll chat with him in the next segment. Well, not in the next segment. We'll chat with him at noon. Um, I think I booked Lance for noon. Let me see. Let me make sure now. I'm feeling like I'm saying 1145. Oh, no noon. So we've got him at noon. So in the next segment, we'll talk about maybe some high school basketball, maybe some high school baseball, some different things in between. Then at 1215, 100% 12:15, we've got Stan Gravois coming on <clears throat> to talk about local sports in the area. We'll chat with Stan about who knows what. Uh, baseball, softball, basketball, Vanderbilt to the top 28. Whatever it is that's out there that we could uh, uh, chat with Stan about, maybe some Saints, maybe some LSU basketball, maybe some LSU baseball, maybe some nickel stuff. Who knows? We'll, we'll get into it with Stan at 12.15. He's going to run us until about 12.40 or so. We usually run a little long with Stan, which is by design. And then at the bottom of the show, we've got to talk about just an embarrassing loss for the Pelicans last night. So many people were hollering and screaming when I was telling you on this show when the Pelicans were still above 500. I was telling you on this show, I don't think the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs. Oh, he's a hater. Oh, you don't like New Orleans. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Well, those whispers have since died down because I don't think New Orleans is going to make the playoffs. And when you lose at home against Orlando in a game that you have to have, um, there are a lot of whispers and there are a lot of signs there <clears throat> that the wheels on the bus are falling off. Uh, so we'll talk about that at the bottom of the show. But first, we'd be remiss if we did not remind you guys that tonight we will have a high school baseball broadcast, our first high school baseball broadcast of the young season. We're going to be at Terrebonne High School. Well, technically, we're not going to be at Terrebonne High School. We'll be just across the way over at the old South Down School. The old ball yard in the back. South of Bush will be taking on Terrebonne, 6 o'clock. Uh, it'll be our first high school varsity baseball coverage sponsored in part by Advanced Eye Institute, Performance Automotive and Accessory and Accessories, rather, State Farm, Agent Ashley Barrios, State Bank and Trust Company, Golden Motors, Joe Septic Contractors, Buzz Off, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Industrial Power Systems, Thibodeau Regional Health System, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, Calvin Braxton Ford, Mitchell Compost CPAs, 3T Oil Change, and Terrebonne General Health System. That's tonight, 6 o'clock, South Lafouche and Terrebonne. <clears throat> so, also tonight, we've got some big-time matchups in the boys' basketball playoff side of things. You've got Vanderbilt that'll be taking on Northside out in Homa. you got Central Catholic that'll be taking on... Um, Oh, goodness. Let me pull up the bracket for you. But anyway, let's start with the Vanderbilt and Northside matchup. Vanderbilt is going to be facing a Northside team that comes in battle-tested, that comes in capable of playing with everyone in the state, that comes in with results that are very good against some of the best of the best in the state. So that's going to be a big, stiff challenge for them today, taking on a Northside team. It'll be at home. Coach Brian Colley mentioned this yesterday. 
Experience matters. Experience matters. Northside's been deep in the playoffs before. This Vanderbilt core group has not. This Vanderbilt core group has not won a playoff game together. So we'll see if in the second half, late in the game, if that becomes a factor, if that becomes an issue, if that becomes something that will impact the game one way or another. I think the Terriers are extremely gifted, extremely talented, but they've got a big challenge today. Also in Division II Select, E.D. White, God bless them. They're taking on Madison Prep. That's going to be a big challenge for them. Madison Prep is extremely good. They're always good. They've got talent. They're going to play with pace. They're going to get up and down the floor. You look at Madison Prep's results this season, and they tell a story of a team that's just dominant. They've beaten Ruston, St. Thomas Moore, Hanville, Brother Martin, Carr, Walker. These are not teams that they've played. These are teams they've beaten. East St. John, Liberty, Catholic of Baton Rouge, uh, Isidore Newman, Southside, Zachary, Ponchatoula. Actually, Ponchatoula beat them. Um, Parkview Baptist, St. Augustine, Amit. So they've played everyone that there is to play, and I really believe that if if E.D. White could slow the game down to a snail's pace, they could potentially have a chance. But if this gets a game that you know gets pushed out, running out in transit, it's going to be tough, and it's going to be tough either way, right? E.D. White did beat Vanderbilt decisively earlier in the season, so they have proven capable of rising up to the challenge, but that's going to be an extreme challenge for the Cardinals tonight. Um Division one non-select. We've got Hanville still live. They're traveling to take on Wachita Parish today at six thirty. I would not be shocked. And look, I'm not calling an upset. I'm not making any predictions. I'm not doing anything like that. I wouldn't be shocked if Hanville went on the road and either won or played very close, because it's a Hanville team that in the opening round played very well against Hammond for one, but then for two. They faced everything in the state of Louisiana that there is to face. They faced Country Day. They faced the Great District and Hannon and North Shore and Scotlandville and Lab and Madison Prep and Newman and St. Thomas More and Carver and Lake Charles College Prep and McMain and Ellender and Barb and John F. Kennedy and Crescent City and Santa Mont. They faced all of that. So telling those guys, okay, you're going to go on the road and play Wachita Parish is really not that big of a deal to them. Because they've seen all that there is to see in the state of Louisiana. There's nothing that's going to take them by surprise. There's nothing that's going to take them by chance. Like, oh, you know, wow, we haven't seen anything like that before. Now, that's not the way that they operate. They have been so battle-tested and so challenged that they're going to be ready. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a very close game. East St. John taking on Rustin will be a little bit of a stiffer challenge. That's a 2 versus 15. Rustin's incredible, man. Uh, they've got just a, a great list of wins and a great season schedule. Um, but who knows? You show up. That's why you play the game. It'll be a big challenge. Now, also, we got, as I said a minute ago, Division Four select Central Catholic of Morgan City. They are going to be hosting Ascension Catholic today out in Morgan City. Central Catholic had an opening around by. They'll be taking on Ascension Catholic tonight over on their campus, 7 o'clock. So if you're out in the Morgan City area and you're listening, Go support the Eagles, man. They got a big game. The winner of that game will meet Crescent City in the quarterfinals. Crescent City got an 84-53 win over Delhi Charter last night in the second round. So Central Catholic and Ascension Catholic be a fun matchup in the second round of the Division Four state playoffs. So looking forward to all of those results. Looking forward to seeing how that all shakes out. 
Let's catch a quick commercial break. When we get back out of the commercial break, we'll talk some high school baseball. <clears throat> and goodness, um, it, it's such an exciting time. And we'll just kind of detail that and, and preview that for you in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. Hi, my name is Reggie Leday. I am running for the Greater Lafourcheport Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot. With 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon, I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th, paid for by the Regula Day Campaign Fund. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities to begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trowlers. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Here's Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren. Did you know that in this book, the Bible, there are over 7,000 promises from God to you? If you want to be a man of faith, if you want to be a woman of faith, you need to become a promised person. You need to know these promises. You need to write some of them down on cards. You need to memorize them so that when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, you can remember, oh yeah, but God has promised. Da, 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 and you can say it. And so what he does is he said, God, I know who you are. You're a big God. And God, I know what you've done in the past. You've helped me through all my other tough times. And God, you've promised to take care of me in the future. I'm asking you to do what you'll say you do. Keep your promise. Fulfill your character. I'm going to focus on you. Hear more from Rick Warren at PastorRick.com.
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLAB. We've got a fun show planned today. Hope that you guys are enjoying your morning. Hope everybody's taking it easy on this Tuesday. Tuesday's always such an awkward day of the week, right? Like we're we're amped up and we're juiced up. We're ready to go on Monday. Uh, we're ready for whatever's coming. It's the beginning of the week. We know it's likely going to be a long day, but we're ready for it, right? Tuesday's kind of a drag, right? <laughs> it's one of those days that's kind of hard to prepare for, hard to get excited about, but hopefully we'll do some things throughout the course of the show to get you guys fired up. We're going to figure out um, our local high school scoreboard from baseball yesterday. It was kind of light. Um, I'm not going to lie. A lot of teams are just kind of cooling off after busy weekends. Teams play weekend tournaments and go and travel. And then on the Monday, uh, they're still resting. You know, they're still healing their arms up and resting their arms and getting themselves ready for the next week's grind. But in our local high school statewide baseball scoreboard yesterday, we saw that we had uh, in lieu of local scores. I'll just tell you some interesting scores. How about that? We've got... um, Slidell beats Laranger 24 to 4. That's a good win for Slidell. Southside beats Erath 8 to nothing. Rumble, oh my, Rumble beats Vanderbilt 16 to 1. That's a local score and that's a tough one for Vanderbilt. Rumble puts it on him pretty strong. Don't know a lot about Vanderbilt, man. They lost a lot. Like it's going to be a rebuilding year a little bit for them, but rebuilding for a program like that is still going to be an exceptional season, man. Like cuz they don't rebuild, they reload. <laughs> um Cecilia was scheduled to play Vermilion Catholic. No score reported from that one. Uh, let's see. Morgan City, there's a local result. They beat St. James 14-2. to Good win for them. Tioga falls to Pineville 5-4. to Tough result for Tioga. Berwick beats Central Catholic of Morgan City 1-0. I would love to have been there. That must have been one hell of a game. Patterson takes on Northside and wins 8-2. to Good win for the Lumberjacks. <clears throat> Division 2, or, or 2A rather. Oh, not Division 2, 2A, yeah. Uh, Live Oak beats St. Charles Catholic 7 to nothing. 1A, uh, we told you Berwick beats Central Catholic 1 nothing. CCA was off yesterday. So here's the thing, bro. Here's the message that I want to relay to you all. And first, it's a reminder that, yes, we will be at Terrebonne High School tonight. 6 o'clock, South Lafouche taking on Terrebonne. The Tarpons are 3 and 0 coming in. They're riding high. They're playing great baseball. They're doing a lot of things well. Terrebonne, on the flip side to that, is playing equally well. Terrebonne doesn't have an unblemished record, right? They're 3-2, and two, but they faced better competition than the Tarpons have. They beat Parkview Baptist, beat Homer Christian, lose close to Covington, lose close to Slidell. They could easily be 5-0, and oh, right? They lose a couple of one-run games. <clears throat> so they're going to come into the game ready and hungry to try to get off of this night after a tough weekend. Tarpons are coming in hot, trying to prove themselves against a 5A opponent. I'm super excited to see where this all shakes out. Now, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the argument, shall we? Um, And we'll chat about this with Stan also at 12.15, and I'm sure Lance and I will even dive into a little bit of this in the next segment of the show at noon. Last year, our local area saw two teams win the state championship in baseball. We saw Vanderbilt win it. We saw South Terrebonne win it. You get outside of the area just a smidge, and you see Lutcher win it. And, you, you know, you see Berwick make it to the championship. And, you know, South Lafouche makes a run. Assumption makes a run. CCA, like, you saw so many local teams have, have success. 
And it's difficult for me to stand up here definitively and say, yeah, two local teams are going to win state again, because I don't know that that's going to happen. And honestly, to be, you know, to be frank with you, that's probably unlikely to happen, right? Like that was a, a historically good season. But top to bottom, y'all, I think our area has more talented teams this year than we did last. In Lafouche, I think South Lafouche is still going to be good. <clears throat> They're 3-0. and They've shown an ability to hit. They've shown an ability to pitch. They believe that they've got a lot of depth. I think they're going to be good. Central Lafouche, the guy we're going to have on next, Coach Lance Crochet, his team beat CCA two out of three. They think they're going to be very good. And you remember last year, Central Lafouche started off so slow, losing close game after close game after close game under Coach Plitt. At the end of the year, they started winning some of them. They actually ended the year pretty strong last year. Now, they're another year wiser, another year older, another year bigger, faster, stronger, and they've started off the year strong. They're going to be good. E.D. White's got a shot to maybe be the best team in our area. E.D. White took some lumps last season, right? It was not the typical E.D. White season. They're 4-0. They beat Central Catholic, a team that I think is going to be very good. They sweep Lafayette Christian, a team that I know is going to be very good. E.D. White's going to be solid. Coach Plitz out there, they've got great pitching. The depth of their starting pitching last year was an issue, right? They had Weimer and a couple of other guys, you know, some big big boys on the mound. But whenever they ran out of the, the front high-end, high-level arms, the well ran dry pretty quickly, right? And there were a lot of games where you would see they'll win 3 to nothing one day and then lose 16-4 to the next day because you could tell, like you could just look at the results and see, all right, well, they, they, they ran out of pitching. Well, they survived the first week of the season, only allowing five runs, period, in four games. So I think it's safe to say that the depth on the mound there is much better. And we've had Coach Plitt on several times, and he indicated as such, the depth on the mound is much better. I think Thibodeau High School, despite the slow start to the season, is going to be A-OK. Shane and his team are playing a brutal schedule. A brutal schedule. And yeah, you're sitting up here and your record's not what you want it to be in the early stages, but when you play the teams that they've played, Catholic of Baton Rouge and Brule, and yeah, you're going to lose a few. But I think whenever it's winning time, I think that team's going to be ready. I think that the team's going to be battle-tested. We go to Terrebonne Parish. Everybody was telling me in like the jamborees and stuff, man, like HL Bourgeois is a little down. Maybe they're going to take a step back. Because remember, they had a really good season last year, like making it to the playoffs. And Well, all they've done after getting beat up a little bit in the scrimmages and jamborees, all they've done is they've opened up their season 2-1-1. One, one. So they're playing well. Get a win over Plackham and a close loss against Brule. Josh Smith, we had him on yesterday. He said, hey, man, we should be 4-0. We get a bunt down here. We make a defensive play there. You know, we get a, a timely hit there. We'd have a chance to be 4-0. We know CCA. Joe's, Joe's going to get his team in position. It's going to be a slow start. He, he said the last time he came on, he said, bro, we're going to take some lumps early. There's no doubt about that. Joe's going to get his team in position. CCA is going to be there. Butch likes what he has over at home of Christian. Cam Pierce and Terrebonne, they're off to a good start. They've got some promising results. 
I don't care what happened to Vanderbilt last night. Like, truly, I don't care what happened to them last night. Yeah, Rumble beat up on them, whatever it may be. I'm not worried about that. Because you know what? I'm looking at a team that through five games, yeah, they're two and three. They beat Santamont, who's one of the best. They beat Berwick, who's one of the best. And while they may be struggling to find some depth on the mound, just like everybody else, they're beating some of the best teams. So on any given day, that Vanderbilt team's going to be in position. They're going to be ready to roll. South Terrebonne, the defending state champions, they earn a weekend sweep over Karen Crow. South Terrebonne has the majority of its offense back off of a last year's offense and team that was great. That cut down the nets, as they say in basketball. I guess dogpiled would be the phrase to use in baseball. And if I forgot your school, Ellender, Ellender's going to be improved again. Ellender's going to play a schedule early in the season that's going to earn them some wins. They beat Thomas Jefferson already. They beat John Errett already. Ellender's going to earn themselves some wins. They're going to get some confidence in the early district or early non-district portion of the schedule, and they're going to get some victories. They're going to be a good PowerPoint game for whomever, and they're going to put themselves in position because Coach Delahousse, their schedules beautifully, does an outstanding job scheduling and taking advantage of the system to help and benefit his team. If I forgot anybody, if I didn't list a local school, I sincerely apologize, but it's not me trying to say that there's any school that's behind any of the others. Truly not at all, because I really genuinely believe that everyone in the Lafouche and and Terrebonne area this year for baseball is going to be extremely competitive. That's not just me saying that because I'm trying to rep my show and I'm trying to get you guys hyped up or try to make you guys watch the games on Bayou Sports. That's not just me trying to sell you something. I think it's real. I think if you look at the early portions of the season, I think it's real. Homa Christians three and one. Three and one, right? Like they got a win over Ellender. They beat a good St. Martin's team. They blasted Higgins. Like, this is a team that I truly believe is going to be in great position as well. Everybody in our area is good. Everybody in the area is good. I've never seen anything like this before. The reason why I'm talking about it and like hesitating and stuttering, I don't know what to say about it because I've never seen anything like it. Like in basketball and football, we have haves and have-nots, right? Like this year, Vanderbilt, boys basketball, girls basketball, they were very, very good. Homa Christian girls, very good. And then, look, let's be honest with it. South Terrebonne, it was a down cycle for them for basketball. They weren't very good. There were other teams, Thibodeau boys. It was a down cycle for them. It struggled. They, they didn't have a great year. Other programs, South Lafouche girls, down cycle, didn't have a great year. That's just normal. That's just usually how it works. Baseball, everybody's on an up cycle. And, yes, at some point, when you get into district or whatever, somebody has to finish first, somebody has to finish last. And I get that. I'm not trying to say everybody's going to go undefeated, but when you're all facing one another, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. Somebody's got to rise to the top, somebody's got to sink to the bottom. But I'm telling you this, our average team in the Bayou region would beat up on the average team in the metro region, would beat up on the average team in the central Louisiana region, the Alexandria region, and that's where we have the advantage because I truly believe that where we may beat up on one another during the season, when we get into the playoffs and we face off with others, 
It's not going to be a fair fight. It's not going to be a fair fight, and that's where I think our local teams are going to have the advantage. They're going to be so battle-tested and so ready to go that whenever we get to postseason time, winning time, they're going to be able to have a lot of success against the rest of the state, and that has me excited because I know that, hey, if a local team enters as the 18 seed, it don't matter to me. They go beat the 15 seed. They go beat the 2 seed because they're going to have seen everything that there is to see. Boy, that got me fired up. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we've got Lance Crochet of Central Lafouche. We chat with him about some baseball. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've got 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated, locations in Homa, LaRoe, you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in Southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide healthcare for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. Oh, 
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We start our lunchtime hour on this Tuesday. If you are just escaping work and are going and spending the next hour to yourself, hope your food is served delicious. Hope you enjoy your hour with us. We'll be talking about high school baseball. We'll be chatting with Stan Gravois. We will be talking um, professional basketball. The Pelicans are a mess. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that. We'll be chatting about the New Orleans Saints, all that and more. But we start our lunchtime hour making a trip up the bayou, out to Central Lafouche. We've got Lance Crochet there, baseball coach on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. What about yourself? We're doing fine, bro. We were just talking about how um, your team was off to such a strong start to the year, man. You guys are 3-1. and one. You beat Morgan City in the opener. Take two of three from Covenant Christian Academy. I was uh, researching this. You guys didn't get your third win last year until like late March, man. So you guys are well ahead of the curve of last year. Good start to the year. Tell us about the way the guys are playing. Oh, man, we came out the gate strong. We faced uh, Morgan City. We wound up having to go to their place. And uh, they threw a guy that had three pitches and a, a strong catcher back there that kind of settled down the run game for us, for them. And uh, we wound up manufacturing some runs against them. We're pretty quick on the bases, so we always can move well. Uh, runs shouldn't be a problem for us. Uh, and then we go into Covenant Christian, and it's probably one of the best high school baseball atmospheres I've seen in a long time uh, for just a regular season game. They, the place was packed with current players, former players, uh, the younger guys from CCA and the younger guys from our area. Uh, that was a great atmosphere. We had a, some tough games to start out, uh, two eight six wins for us. First game went nine innings, uh, and we wound up pulling that one out. And then the last game, we had a couple of injuries, and we kind of worked. I'm not going to say we overworked our guys last week, but our guys worked really hard last week, and I think just those long games finally got to us. And me being a first-year head coach, I told Casey, I told you, I mean, I just, I'm learning as well, just as much as our guys are. But, but they're bought in. We work, we're going to work to keep, uh, we'll continue to work our tails off. Uh, and hopefully move forward. We continue continuing a uh, strong start. For sure, man. Tell us about the week ahead. You guys are taking on the Willow School tomorrow on the road. Then you got New Iberia on Wednesday. That'll be two stiff challenges. Tell us about some of the things you guys are looking to get accomplished in the next week, brother. Uh, we can head to Willow School today. We're going to have some young guys on the mound for us. Uh, we're going to run them out there and get their pitch counts up. Uh, guys willing. The main thing is getting those guys established in the field. Uh, with some of the younger arms that we developed, they don't really have a feel for the game yet as far as being on this level. And we're just trying to get them to execute exactly the way we practice things, uh, which is basically what we call it playing in our system. There's a, there's a process that we trust, of course, but there's a system in place when the game starts uh, that we practice. And if we should be able to play how we practice. And if we fail doing that, then we'll just we'll review the system as a team, as a whole, as a group, and, and get better from it and get better at it. Uh, and then Wednesday with home opener, a lot of emotions will be there for that because I think it's been well, all of last season was spent on the road. And then the year before that, I believe it was COVID, so there hadn't been much home games. Yeah, I know the school's excited, the community's excited, the players excited. So managing that emotion to start out uh, the game and, and go through, we'll have one of our senior guys on the mound for that, Jacob Davis, who's been really good for the program the last couple of years. Uh, hopefully he'll settle us in nicely because there's not much that gets to him. No, that's cool, man. And you brought up you brought up a great point. That's the next question that I was going to ask you is, okay, you're at home tomorrow. 
It's going to be a very emotional day. The kids are going to be fired up. The fans are going to be fired up. It's going to be the first time at home since Ida and all the different challenges and everything of that sort. And I was the next question I was going to ask you is like, is there a chance or a possibility that, that, that the kids could be too amped up? But then you just told me like you got your calmest, you know, senior leader out there to kind of stabilize everything. Is that by design to make sure that everybody's playing with, a, with an even keel? Uh, it is kind of by design. And, and he's also the guy that threw the first game against CCA with that humongous crowd over there. He thrives on that because he, he knows his job and understands it. And it's a good way to, to bypass some of the nerves of the younger guys and introduce them to how the game should be handled and taken care of. Because at the end of it, everybody wants to win, but it, it, it is just a game. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be too nervous playing in this. It should be fun. Uh, and when you play for the guys next to you, that also helps settle the nerves a lot as well. But hopefully with Jacob Davis on the mound, it'll establish that and, and pave the way for these younger guys whenever they get their opportunities to get out there and go, hey, man, Jacob did it. This is how he rolled with it. We're going to stay within the system and pitch just like that. And win, lose, a draw, we're going we're gonna to win, lose, or draw within that system. Yeah, really cool, man. How important was it for this group to get off to a strong start? Because, man, I, last year following Central Lafouche from afar – Coach Plitt would always tell me, man, we're so doggone close. They would lose so many close games. We'd get right up to the end of the game and have it fall flat. Now the kids are older and they're more experienced and they're, you know, they've learned through that. But still yet, how important was it to get off to a strong start, win a couple of close games, and have the kids understand right away, hey, like this year those, revol- th- those roles are going to be reversed. We're going to win some of those close ones this time around. I think for inside the program, it wasn't as important as maybe from an outside look. I can see how from an outside, you'd, outside people can – we put off a certain vibe, right? They only see what's going on outside. But from inside, we really preach it more of, of staying within the system and playing within that uh, win, lose, or draw. And, and if there's faults in the system, then the system's put in place by the coaches. The coaches need a review, and we need to get with the players and review the system, make sure things are going – understood the right way or we need to change things and whatnot it's always fun to get off to a great start but it's not as important as what it may seem at least with with the culture and what we're trying to build because a a win shouldn't change who you are and a loss shouldn't change who you are if you're a winner and you train to be a winner you train like a winner so a loss wouldn't change you a win wouldn't change you us being one and three or us being three and one really doesn't define who yeah, yeah, no doubt about that, brother. Very well said. Um, Coach, you know, tell us about the things that you guys are doing to restore that Trojan pride and to get the kids bought in and to embrace the history of the program. Dude, I think it's cool as heck. I've been watching like crazy all the videos on Facebook of you bring Travis Douglas back and you bring, you know, all these guys, these great players back and they're talking to the team and they're dressing the kids and I was actually mentioning this with Coach Brian Colley, who was in studio last week, just how cool I thought that was and how much the kids seemed to be enjoying it. Bro, that's bigger than wins and losses. That's bigger than championships. That's bigger than district standings. Like, that's bringing a, a baseball community together as one, bro. That's cool as heck. Kudos to you all. Where'd you guys get the idea to do that stuff? When I interviewed, they asked me how I was, what were the plans to get the community involved? And it was a big thing for us to be active out there in the community. Uh, that, that was a huge thing. And it felt right to have guys that were part of this 
this team before, part of this school, alumni uh, that have been here and walked in these hallways and, and, and have had success here on and off the field and have gone on to be successful in, at the college level or just in, the co- just in school at the college level. It was important to bring those guys back because everything serves as a motivation. There's different stories. There's guys that's been here that had college scholarships and done well. There's guys that's been here that, that had to walk on after a year off of baseball and, and prominent colleges, and now they're going to physical therapy school like Austin Oakland. We had guys like that, and, and then you got the Kenny Pops, who is a Hall of Famer at LSU Eunice. Uh, just everybody that served as motivation uh, any in any type of way to our guys, to our program, and that could come in and chat with the guys, give them a little bit of piece of their their experience and their uh, their intel, and then have the guys take pride in that and understand that like we we're bringing these guys back, and and we're putting in a punch so that we, one day we'll be these guys. We'll be in the community out there supporting our kids and uh, or their kids, should I say. We'll be out there one day in the workforce and whatnot, and, and we're going to do as much as we can right now to make sure we pave the way and build that tradition for the future with bringing those guys in and setting it right for the future guys. Like We have several guys that don't want to play college baseball but have done more than their share to be the, as best as they can be this year on the team. And it was just big to cater to everybody on the team and not just the guys that wanted to be next-level college guys and whatnot. So we brought in guys from, from different aspects uh, and different walks of life, I guess you could say, that all came from here. And it was just – it kind of just came about naturally, to be honest. There wasn't much thought involved in it except for bringing that pride back. Bro, I was chatting about this, and hell, I, just, I did a whole segment of the show on this in the last segment of the show. Everybody in our area is good. I've never seen anything like it. In Lafouche, you guys are good. South Lafouche is undefeated playing well. Thibodeau's taking some lumps early, but they're playing a murderer's row. E.D. White's undefeated. Over in Terrebonne Parish, South Terrebonne defending champions. Vanderbilt's already beat Berwick and Santa Monica this season. Like, I could go on and on. I'm not going to list every single team. But everybody in the area is good, man. I've never seen anything like it. We used to be a football area. And, yeah, we still have some of that. But now, brother, we are a baseball area. The kids are playing it. They're playing it younger. They're being coached it the right way at a young age. And it's spilling over and overflowing into these high schools, my man. Yes, sir. It definitely is. Yeah, talk about that change, man. Like, Have you seen anything? Like, I feel like this is the best as it's ever been in our area. Uh, well, I don't like to speak too much about uh, our academy and stuff like that. But in 2013, we set out goals. And our goals were we wanted to win a major state championship. We wanted to win the Elite World Series. We wanted to produce players in the area that could go on and compete at the next level and get their chance to go play college baseball because I feel like baseball saved me and it was my debt I owed to the, to the area. And then it was to put out enough players that go to a high school and be, eventually be able to win a state championship. Well, Vanderbilt did that with a ton of guys from our organization. They did it. They did it their way. We just prepped guys and sent them out to high school as high-level players. And then Van, uh, South Terrebonne had a lot of guys as well, and they still do. And once my goals were accomplished with that, it was kind of on to the next phase. Well, LBA's doing that, and now we have the form that's doing that. And now a lot of the guys that coach these young travel teams, they're, they're seeing what it's about. Uh, 
It's about the development. You can get all the wins you want in the tournaments and stuff, and you can hide and you can jump travel organizations. But you need to prepare these guys to be winners. And and that's what a lot more people in our area have picked up on and are doing. Uh, and it, it's just it's kind of been a, a long time coming, I guess you could say. But, you know, you got to have your feels. I think we were behind the eight ball on it whenever uh, Baton Rouge and New Orleans were well ahead of it. And now we've done caught up and bypass some of those areas. Uh, maybe not the biggest of the cities, but we're definitely putting out uh, a lot of developed youth guys with the right mindset to come out there and, look, work to get better because, look, you, we can't just sit around and wait for a state championship team to walk through the door. You can't just sit around and wait for your, your big gun to walk through the door. you got to go out and develop these guys and create them. Yeah, no doubt, brother. Very well said. Look, man, we thank you so much for the time. Good luck today and good luck this week, man. We'll chat soon. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. Yep. That is Coach Lance Crochet with Central LaFouche doing an excellent job, as always. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Terrebonne General. We're going to have Stan Gravois on the line. We'll ask him about our local high school baseball scene, our local high school basketball scene, all that and more with Stan in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hi. My name is Reggie Lede. I am running for the Greater LaFouche Port Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot. With 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon, I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th. Paid for by the Regular Day Campaign Fund. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985 868 0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. 
pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford, now offering 60-month 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till April 3rd. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at letsrev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at letsrev.com. Let's Rev. Join Talk on the Bayou from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Raging Cajun. We cover local news topics, politics, and entertainment each weekday. And it's all brought to you in part by Reggie Leday, Greater Lafouche Port Commission Seat E, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Rev, and Thibodeau Regional Health System. Talk on the Bayou Monday through Friday from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Right here on the Raging Cajun KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 f.m. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. 
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We want to thank Coach Lance Crochet for the time in the last segment of the show. Thought his answers about the way that the game has changed in our area were fascinating. Thought that was really cool. And obviously, they're off to a great start to the season. We go to the phone lines and we have our Tuesday, Terrebonne General Tuesday interview with Mr. Stan Grava, who's on the line now. Stan, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, Casey. Uh, doing well. Doing well. Everything okay. Good, happy to hear it, brother. Um, look, I'd be remiss. Uh, I mean, we're going to get to some basketball. We still got Van the Build alive, and you know, we've still got other local teams that are still playing. We got the girls in the top twenty-eight. We're going to get to that. I'd be remiss if we didn't lead off talking about baseball, brother, because you know, we had a year last year where two teams won the championship, and you're wondering like, what's it going to look like the next year? Like, is this a one-year thing? Is it just you know? perfect storm was it magic whatever it may be and then you look and look it's only one weekend south lafouche is three and oh central lafouche beats cca two or three ed white sweeps sweeps lafayette christian south terrebonne sweeps karen crow on and on and on vanderbilt's got wins over santamon and berwick hl bourgeois off their strong start ellender's off their strong start terrebonne's off their strong start homa christian's off their strong start every single school in our area right now is off to a strong start Stan, what is going on, man? Like, I can make the argument we are the baseball capital of the state right now at the high school level. It's unbelievable, man. I, I don't know if I'm going to give us that that title yet, but I agree with you that uh, when you look around the state, I'm sure there are a lot of people who love baseball that are thinking, man, what's going on in that bioregion? And I sort of credit it to two things, and I know there are some people who are listening who are going to say, uh, you're full of baloney or whatever, but just in being around and seeing how things are done every year, the first one I think is a no-brainer, and that is is that all of our schools have baseball guys in place to coach their baseball teams. There are a lot of people my age, even your age, who can say when we were in high school, they usually took an assistant football coach and stuck them with the baseball program. Or they took an assistant basketball coach and he was your baseball coach. I'm not saying those guys didn't love baseball, but they didn't have the passion for it the way these guys do. I mean, the guys that are coaching uh, the head coaches of baseball, and, I, and not even only the head coaches. I shouldn't even say that. A lot of times it's the entire staff. They're like truly dedicated 100% baseball guys. As a matter of fact, the ones that do coach another sport would gladly give up their other sport in a heartbeat if they wouldn't have to do it. So that's one. The other thing is, and this is the one that's a little controversial for some people, is that the Bayer region has the best travel baseball. You know? I mean, you look around and you, and you have Elite and Select and LBA and The Form and it, you know, it's just one after the other. And all of these programs are very good. Whether you like travel ball or not, they're all very good. They play at the highest level. These kids are not intimidated in playing games. It could be a situation where it's the bottom of the seventh, and there's two out, and there's a runner on third base, and that kid who's at bat, he's sort of like, well, I've done this before. I did this when I was 11 years old, right? So I, I think we co- kind of gotten to that point where – the combination of that has made for some really, really good baseball. And the other thing is, is I, I think those schools specifically teach pitching better. I think pitching all around is better in our area because obviously baseball is that sport 
that if you can pitch it, you, you're one up on everybody else. And I think we have a lot of high school teams that are like two and three deep with pitchers, and that's what's going to carry you, especially now when they're starting to play some of these, you know, series-type things going into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, we're, we're in really good shape. If you want to see good high school baseball, you can see it. Now, that this, too. Don't get caught up with a team losing games. Specifically, you know, I'm thinking of Thibodeau High, who lost a couple of games. Yep. Even, you know, Vanderbilt last night, who lost to, you know, Rummel. And uh, and I know CCA played Rummel very good to open up the year. But don't get caught up on that because 20 years ago, if you were a good high school baseball team, you just sort of beat everybody. It didn't matter who was on the mound. You were just better than the other team. Today, it's it's matchups. You can look at South Terrebonne. They went to the playoffs with a losing record last year and won it all. I think baseball has become sort of like that major league record type thing, like that uh, even college baseball. I can remember 30 years ago, college teams went into the World Series, the College World Series, with 56-3 and three records, right? You don't see that anymore. You're going to lose your fair share. You just have to know how to peak at the right time and how to win those three-game series later in the year, and you can compete for a state championship. Yeah, no doubt, man. Very well said. Um, now, let's talk about the games maybe of more immediate uh, importance. we got basketball playoffs tonight. Vanderbilt will be taking on north side in the second round of Division Two Select. We've still got E.D. White alive in that bracket. They've got a big challenge coming up with Madison Prep. Then on the girls' side of things, we got Vanderbilt in the top 28. They'll be playing tomorrow. Let's talk about the Vanderbilt girls first. Um, man, they've just not been challenged in the playoffs. Like, you know, Abby's out there filming the opening round playoff game for them, which was a second round game. And at halftime, it was a 40-point game. They were in running time in the first half. Now they're taking on St. Louis. That'll be a much stiffer challenge. But, boy, Vanderbilt's got that Mike Tyson thing going right now, is that they are hungry and they want to get that first-round knockout. And more often than not, lately, they've been getting it. I got to tell you, if you go look at St. Louis Catholic's schedule, it's not super impressive. There's one win on their schedule that sort of sends up that red flag, and it was very early, maybe the first game of the year, against Ponchatoula. And they beat Ponchatoula in a close one, and you're thinking, hmm, now that's, that's impressive because Ponchatoula obviously is pretty good on the 5A level. But after that, it's a lot of close games to teams that are good but not necessarily great. And the fact is, is Vanderbilt never was challenged except for really out-of-state teams. You know, there were a couple of teams they played, I think, in the Alario Center earlier in the year that, that were good, but they were from, like, Chicago and places like that, so... I think it looks really good for Vanderbilt's girls. I'd be really surprised if they lost this game. Now, obviously, if they win it, in all probability, it'll be Lafayette Christian. Lafayette Christian is extremely well coached. But even their record, and I think they only have one loss on the year, is not super, super, like, daunting. I, I, I think that Vanderbilt actually has a chance with the girls to win it all. And to think how young they are to do this, that's, that's pretty amazing. I don't know what happened to that cycle over at Vanderbilt Catholic, but, boy, the boys and girls are right smack dab in the middle of a good one for sure. You know what's crazy is, you know, you saying that, and I agree with everything that you just said. On the flip side to that, and I talked about this earlier in the show, 
I'm equally concerned tonight about the Vanderbilt boys because they're playing Northside. And if you look at their schedule, yeah, they've got a bunch of losses, yes. But they're losing close to the Santamonts of the world and to the St. Thomas Moors of the world. And for a Vanderbilt team that is very good, they are very young and lack that playoff experience. I'm a little concerned tonight. They're facing a really battle-tested opponent. That's a game that I truly believe could go either way, despite what the seeds may say. I agree 100%. When you look at Northside's schedule and you see those St. Thomas Moore scores and you're going, it, it, and I have not seen Northside play at all this year, but I'm just going to guess at this. Northside seems to be one of those teams that when it's going well, get out the way because they have the talent to really put it on you. But maybe if you can maybe frustrate them a little bit, maybe they're the kind of team that in the second half will go away just a little bit because some of those really disciplined teams they have on their schedule look like they just kind of held them right off and, and, and got a win. But, boy, you're right. There are some really impressive, not, not even wins, there are some impressive losses by Northside on their schedule. So I agree with you 100%. It, it's not going to be as easy for the boys of Vanderbilt, I think, as it will be for the girls of Vanderbilt. So now let's talk about uh, softball. Uh, have not actually made it out to any of the games yet, but I do see some of the results. It looks like we've got some talent. Some teams are maybe lacking pitching early in the season, but on the softball side of things, man, and, and some of the coaches were actually talking about this on media day. Um, it's a younger group, and it's a group that is kind of several coaches are saying, hey, you know, we're building for the next couple of years, and I truly believe, as it always does with softball, Stan, it's going to come down to which team gets hot in the circle is going to be the team that shines. Because I do think we have a lot of good offenses in the area. It's going to all come down to pitching and defense, man. Well, I think there's three teams to really look at. Uh, two are in our immediate area. One assumption is just on the you know, peripheral of what we look at. But uh, I, I think Vanderbilt Catholics got it back again. You know, there was a long stretch under Coach Johnson where they were very good, and then it kind of – they got into lull, and not that they were bad, but they weren't, you know, that team that went to Sulphur every year. I think they have that kind of team again. I think they're deep in pitching. I think they hit the ball well. If you go look at their scores, they're undefeated right now. They've beaten some really good teams. So I think Vanderbilt, but boy, the team that might be the best team in the area is Homer Christian. Homer Christian was loaded last year. They're loaded again this year. So they'll be very good. And then everybody else after that, it's kind of like, you know, where do you stand? Are you are you young and you're getting better? Or are you, you know, is it the down arrow? Ellender's struggling right now. As a matter of fact, I was looking at their score differential in games, and they've been losing games by the average of 16, 17 a game. But you may look at another team that's losing, maybe by big margins, but realizing they're playing all night graders, you know, that they're – you know, they're going to be good in the future, but right now they just don't have it. So you have to understand the situation of each of the schools. Obviously, you know, we let off talking baseball. I'm, I'm, baseball is <laughs> what we are right now in this area, and I don't think softball is at that level. But I do think, you know, when we talk about haves and have-nots, there are a few haves in softball in our area. There are a few have-nots and not so many who are just the middle of the road yet. We're going to figure it all out, don't get me wrong. There's time to get better. But And, and I base a lot of this on Terrebonne had a huge tournament here at the Bayou Country Complex this weekend. And when you go through all of those teams that played in that and see how they did against each other, 
you start to formulate ideas of who might be strong and who might not be strong. And I know that could change again, but as it stands right now, I just think there are some really strong and some that are just not so strong. I really like the fact that shifting gears now talking some LSU baseball, I, I really like the fact that this year Jay Johnson and his staff made the decision of, hey, we're not going to just line up and play Army, Navy, Air Force, Toledo, and, you know, the Sisters of the Poor for our 25 non-conference games. We're not going to just start off 25-0 and and play nobody. That's something that LSU's kind of fallen guilty of in the past is their non-conference schedules have been brutally easy. This year, they're challenging themselves. They went out, played the Round Rock Classic, played Kansas State, played Iowa, Sam Houston. Tonight, they're playing Texas. Butler's a program with a little bit of history. They're playing them over the weekend. So they are challenging themselves a little bit more before SEC play. And I also thought, Stan, that it was pretty nice to see that an LSU team that got humbled on Saturday by Iowa, lost 12-4, to the very next day said, okay, uh, we're going to draw a line in the sand and scored 16 against Sam Houston. So look, man, as you said a second ago, college baseball, high school baseball, professional baseball, you're going to lose some. I think it's a matter of how you respond when it happens. So far, so good. LSU responded well. They played maybe their best game of the season on on Sunday, setting up a big one tonight out in Austin against the University of Texas. Yeah, look, Sam Houston's a good baseball team. I think people lost sight of that when you see Kansas State and Iowa, even though we didn't know how good those teams would be. My son went to the Iowa game. He lives out in the woodlands. You know, he's LSU grad. He loves LSU baseball. So he and his uh, his little boy went out there and watched it, and he said, Dad, if you'd have seen this guy from Iowa who was on the mound who started the game, he said, now listen, he had control problems. He said, but I don't think I've ever seen, whether it be Major League Baseball, Collegiate Baseball, whatever, a guy throw the ball this hard because I know the guy was just going over 100 on every pitch. He said, this guy could throw it. And he said, for some reason, it's sort of, uh, you know, it just kind of threw the rest of that game out of whack for LSU. Again, he did walk eight guys, and they should have figured out a way to scratch out some runs. But that's the only thing I worry about LSU is timely hitting. You know, there's going to be some games they're going to just smoke people. It's those games where you have to sort of grind that I hope that they get over the hump and they make it happen. And, and I think they will. I think they will. Obviously, you know what you got in the Friday night starter, right? You've got probably the best pitcher in the country. It, it's a little bit of after that. Is is Cooper going to be that next guy? Because he looked very human this weekend. It's putting some puzzle pieces together for LSU going forward. But, you know, again, like we were just stating, it's also matchups. And, you know, and I'm sure everybody that plays LSU, Texas, Butler, whoever it is on the upcoming part of their schedule, they're playing LSU, right? They want to, yeah, we want to beat them. We, you know, they they put all our eggs in the basket to beat LSU. So that's that's got to be tough, also, because truthfully, you cannot expect for a kid on LSU's team who is 19, 20, 21 years old to have that kind of intensity playing Butler. You know, I mean, they don't. That they're going to go out. Sometimes they are going to have a little lull. So. You know, we'll see. And it is fun. I will say this. You know, I mean, obviously, Gavin Dugas went back to LSU this year. He's he's done everything right. He's such a good kid, a model kind of student at LSU. To see him having some success is, is fun, too. So, 
Yeah, everything about LSU is really fun. I was disappointed that D1 Baseball carried the Round Rock Classic because you had to pay to watch the games. But uh, hopefully we could get back to just watching some baseball on television with LSU coming up. Stan, let's talk about this, man. Um, because, boy, it, it's a nervous time within the sport for me, man. Like, look, I, I'm in my 30s. I, I'm, you know, a new school age, but I'm an old school soul. And I know that, you know, you often talk about, you know, being a, a different generation. But one of the reasons why you think we get along is because we do think similarly. Man, I'm watching games end on strikeouts without a pitch being thrown. And that makes me a little nervous. I'm seeing, you know, different things happening within the sport. And pitchers have so many rules of what they can and can't do. You can't throw back the first X amount of times. And I... I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, we had a Major League Baseball spring training game end in a tie game with the bases loaded and a full count, and it ended because the batter didn't get back into the batter's box in time, so he got struck out because of that. Um, I don't know. I just wish there were a warning system in place or something of the sort to where we wouldn't have such rash decisions be made saying, I don't know what this is going to look like when the MLB starts, but I'm a little nervous about this. I'm not going to lie to you. I think the warning system is happening now. Yeah. I think, that's what, I think it's all made to say, hey, you can't do this going forward, and you better realize we're going to nip it in the bud right now so that you don't do this going forward. If something like that does happen in a key moment in a Major League Baseball game, much less like the World Series or a playoff game, <clears throat> it's going to be really interesting. I, I We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I thought – my thoughts were, was, you know, I'd always learned early on, especially coaching high school baseball with, uh, as an assistant to a guy in this area who was always sort of a guru with baseball, he made the comment that the pitcher has the ball, you are the man, you are everything happened, everything that happens in this game rotates around you, and now they were kind of taking that out of his hands, right? You can't throw over the first as much, you can't do this, you got to stay within a time frame, blah, blah, blah. And then I heard Max Sergio say this weekend, he said it Saturday, he said, I love the new rules. And somebody said, well, why do you love it? And he said, because I'm the boss. I got the ball, and nobody can tell me nothing. Nobody can tell. No. So he, he's like 360 to what I thought. I thought that, wait, you are taking the ball out of the pitcher's hands. And he said, no, you're not. You put it right where it needs to be. I'm the one who's going to control everything now. And he says, if you thought batters were frustrated before, now I'm really going to frustrate them. So I'd like to see if his kind of philosophy holds true with all of this. We'll see. If it's all about speeding up the game, I just think there's a lot of ways you could speed up a game, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, heck, we watch we watch high school, not high school so much, but college and major leagues, everything to where we go to commercial breaks that last forever. You want to speed up the game? That's you can speed up the game. Just take some of this money out of it, you know, a little bit. That's what's slowing down the game. So I, I, I think that some of those rules that are in place are going to turn out to be pretty good rules, and I think some of them are going to turn out to be, like, really funny by the time the season's over. Yeah, it's going to be very curious to see. Very quickly before we let you go, uh, the New Orleans Saints are going to be meeting with Derek Carr again, one of, I think, three or four teams that will be meeting with him in the next couple of days over in Indianapolis at the Combine, actually, I think is where that's going to take place. Um, Brian and I, as I agree with Brian, are of the belief that 
if this hadn't happened by now, the likelihood's probably fading by the day because, I mean, he's visited you now three times. So you know what he wants salary-wise. They know what you could offer. If you guys keep meeting and meeting and meeting and haven't come to terms, it's probably not going to happen, at least in my opinion. What say you? Do you think that Card in New Orleans is still a realistic possibility, or do you think they may explore other avenues? You know, I really don't know. I guess I was too busy in Mickey Land last week to concentrate on it, but I will <laughs> say this. You know, things I've been hearing, especially like on the ride back, related to, well, you know, this is a situation where Aaron Rodgers is thinking about going to the Jets. And if he decides not to go to the Jets, the Jets are interested in Derek Carr. But Derek Carr is also being courted by the Saints. So I sit there and I think to myself, so Derek Carr is sitting there waiting to go to the Jets. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets, he thinks the Jets is a better opportunity than playing for the Saints. I, I don't know. I, it, it. The one thing I can say is I don't mind getting Derek Carr if it's a money situation and you have the money and you don't have to give up something for it besides the money. So if it's just a payout thing, that's great. If you start putting packages together and trades and things like that, then I'm like, oh, I'm not sure that you needed to do that. So I wouldn't be totally against the Derek Carr thing, and I guess more to your point, is it going to happen? I think it's still on the table. Because if it's not on the table, the Saints really have nowhere to go. I mean, they're done. So I, I would think it's still on the table, but I guess if I'm putting percentages on it, I'd say it's a 40% chance it happens, a 60% chance it probably doesn't happen. Aaron Rodgers is just back from a darkness retreat where he laid in solitude with no lights on for three or four days. What the hell's going on with him? <laughs> like, is oh, he okay, guy. man? He's had, he's had a weird couple of years, hasn't he? He, uh, listen, he is the poster child for Cal Berkeley, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. That he went to the perfect college. I mean, that's that's him. He's a he's he's that guy. You know, he's that stereotypical. When you think of uh, you know, I guess people who were around in the late sixties, you know, and hate Ashbury. He was that guy. You know, and now his haircuts and all of these things. It's a little different for sure. But you know what? He can do it. So, and if that's the true him, good for him. I just find it funny that, you know, he's got the first shot with the Jets and then Derek Carr is sitting there going, well, maybe I'll go there. And then to think the Jets might be in a better situation than the Saints is really depressing. No doubt, brother. Look, we thank you so much for the time, my friend. We'll chat again soon, okay, my man? All right. Talk to you later. Yep. That is Stan Garbaugh doing an excellent job, as always. We missed him last week, man, but he was out at Disney World doing a uh, – the family thing, we can't fault anybody for doing the family thing. He was actually telling me before he got on the line, and I don't think he's going to mind me sharing this. He said, man, the crowds at Disney were thick. Everybody's conditioned themselves now. Hey, if you're not a Mardi Gras guy or you want to you know, make a Mardi Gras vacation or whatever, go to Disney. Well, last week it was also President's Day and just different things, so the crowds were big, big, big. Uh, so <laughs> from what I understand, they had a great time, but – um. Large gatherings in Orlando, Florida, and ooh, I'm not big on large gatherings. <laughs> Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to get you some betting picks, but we'll also rant on the New Orleans Pelicans. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 
102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford, now offering 60-month 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till April 3rd. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Couldn't be more appropriate. 
the Seth Rollins theme, burn it down, because that's what the New Orleans Pelicans should have done at the trade deadline. I told you then, I tell you again now, they should have gotten uncomfortable in a comfortable situation. Right now, the Pelicans are in a trap. They've got players that the fans like and that are comfortable with. Guys like C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram and Alvarado and Herb Jones and a bunch of guys that fans are comfortable with but who are never going to lead you to an NBA championship. Brandon Ingram is not a championship caliber player. There's a reason why as soon as the Lakers got rid of him in a trade, they won the championship because he's not a needle-moving player. Think about that. The Lakers traded Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and all these guys with a zillion draft picks for Anthony Davis and then won the championship immediately. So Anthony Davis was greater than the sum of all of those Pelican guys that they got in the trade. What does that say? It says they're not winning players. Brandon Ingram has gotten back from the injury, and yeah, the stats are pretty, but the team results are not pretty. They're continuing to lose. Last night, Ingram had 25 points on 19 shots. He was a minus 13. He doesn't guard. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't particularly make anybody else better. And the Pelicans should have been willing to be uncomfortable this trade deadline. They should have shopped C.J. McCollum. They should have shopped Brandon Ingram. They should be okay shopping, uh, you know, starting players and key pieces, knowing and understanding that what we have right now is not good enough. And now also you have a situation where it looks like the guys just aren't playing hard anymore. You know, I could sit here and I could talk about how the pieces don't fit, and I truly believe that. I could talk about how this guy doesn't match that guy and how even if the team's healthy, I think that they're a first or second round playoff team at best, and I genuinely believe that. But now now we got to question effort. we got to question attitude, and we got to question want and desire and those are big 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 setbacks when NBA teams have want efforts and or or want issues and attitude issues that's a big problem and in the last few games the Pelicans just flat out are not playing hard you lose to Orlando 101 to 93 last night you couldn't throw it in the ocean 6 of 23 from 3 turning it over 17 times you're not defending particularly well especially down the stretch you're getting cooked by a rookie I don't know what, what what's going on. Well, I do know what's going on. That's the problem is that none of you all knew what was going on. Whenever you're texting me and, and fussing at me for saying that the Pelicans were overrated earlier in the season, which I was doing, oh, they're first place. Why you don't talk about the Pelicans? Because I knew this was what was going to end up of it. I knew this is how this was going to shake out. I've seen this movie too many times before. C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram don't lead teams to championships. It's the reason why Portland has never won a championship. It's the reason why Brandon Ingram got traded from the Lakers. Those guys don't win championships. Oh, but Zion, Zion always gets hurt. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. He always gets hurt. And when he does get hurt, the first timeline that they give you is always going to be pushed back. Four to six weeks. Yeah, more like four to six months, more to like 12 months, 18 months. We've all seen this movie before. 
Did anybody actually believe when they told you that they would reevaluate Zion Williamson in a month that he would be actually ready to go? I told you here when the hamstring injury first happened that you probably shouldn't expect to see him again this year. Hamstring injuries are tricky as it is, much less when you got a guy who's made of glass, who has gotten hurt in every single competitive season that the spotlight has been on him, including at Duke, by the way. Including at Duke. He got hurt there, too. He's never been healthy. So this idea that I often hear from fans is, oh, well, we'll just wait till Zion gets back. And boy, if we could just ever get healthy. Why would you ever get healthy? Got to ask that question. Why would New Orleans ever be healthy? They've never been healthy before. Why is it that now tomorrow we'll roll out of bed and everybody's going to not be hurt and they're going to just not be hurt for eternity and the Pelicans are going to just play through and they're going to roll and no one's ever going to get injured again. Why would that happen? That's never happened before. Brandon Ingram's injury prone. Zion is injury prone. You've got a bunch of pieces that ideally are in a perfect world, probably aren't good enough to begin with, and then now you add the injury prone factor to it. Now you add the fact that they don't particularly play hard anymore and it's a mess. You're 30 and 32, and I don't see a path in. Now, I will say this. New Orleans caught a break recently with LeBron getting hurt. That's going to make it difficult for the Lakers to make a surge, right? So I do think that there's maybe an outside chance he could stay in. It doesn't look like Oklahoma City's too interested in winning anymore. Portland's kind of limited. Maybe you could stay in the top 10, but you ain't going to do a whole lot more than that. There's 20 games to go, and this thing is sliding off of the train tracks very, very rapidly. Betting picks today in the world of the NBA, I like over 230 for the Bucks and the Nets. The Nets just are a mess. I like the Bucks and the Nets. I like over in that game. Um, today in the NBA, I like the Kings minus three over Oklahoma City, and I like over 235 in that game. I like Denver minus 10 over Houston. The Rockets are just uh, terrible, Uh, not even interested in winning. And then we go to the NCAA college basketball world, and I'll give you a few there. Let's see. I like over 140 for Marquette and Butler. Tonight, I like NC State plus 7 against Duke. And then I'll give you one more. I think that Virginia is going to battle back minus six over Clemson. They had a tough week last week. I think they'll battle back and play well today against Clemson, who's not very good. Um, Let's see if there's another one here that I could give you. Um, Over 133 for Arkansas and Tennessee. I think that'll be a good one. And that kind of wraps up our card today. So thanks to everybody for listening. We'll put a pin in it right here tomorrow. We've got Turtle. We've got mailbag questions. We may wrap up with Birdie Williams, do a final uh, season interview with him. It is play-by-play on KLEB. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. South Lafouche and Terrebonne tonight at 6 o'clock out at South Down Field, Turf Field. Come and check us out. Have a great day, y'all. God bless. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM.